When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. afternoon and welcome to the cop update for this wednesday afternoon i've been away for the last couple of days uh, well, i'm not being well whatsoever but i feel okay today to come and bring you a show and hopefully we'll do the same tomorrow and the same on friday you're all very welcome if you're in the chat and there's a good few in there um hit the like button uh, subscribe if you want to share if you want to and most of all uh, comment as well we'll talk about our charity partner a little bit later on but we want to get into a couple of things going on today um if you have anything at all as i said put it in the chat and we'll try cover it in the next 25 to 30 minutes um i want to start with the five subs because the five subs um seems to be back on the agenda Jurgen Klopp has called for this for a while especially throughout COVID and he has basically said why aren't we doing this you know you see it in other leagues you see it in European competitions and he cannot for the life of him understand why we're not doing this in the Premier League he makes very valid points and the only points that come back to him are just they're not even points it's just like no we don't want it you know, I think you need 14 clubs out of the 20 to agree with you before it would go ahead. But the Times, um, the Times Sport are reporting that our Premier League clubs are set to make a U-turn tomorrow and agree to five substitutions per team being permitted from next season. Now, it makes sense on a couple of levels. One, why not? You know, you can name nine subs, you can use five. It helps clubs. You know, it helps them use more of their squad throughout a match day, throughout a week when, you know, you might have two or three games. And also, with the way next season is going to be congested with, I don't know, 14 Premier League games before the World Cup and then come back and try to get everything fit in around that as well. It makes absolute sense. Daniel asks, is it the Rona? It's not. Um, I've tested four times in the last five days and all negative so it's just a head cold which is really really starting to annoy me um the fabio carvalho deal is a done deal gav lynch and joyce is expecting him to be at anfield yeah we've we've spoke about that a little while ago and it looks like it will be done although we can't announce anything about a player that looks like he will leave at the end of his contract to join liverpool but we can't agree anything before that contract runs out um kevin balls is the only league not to have five subs yeah it just the argument that came from other teams was is that it gave an advantage to bigger sides. And I don't see where that works. Because if you go into a Premier League game tomorrow, Liverpool can use three and so or say Saturday. Liverpool can use three and Watford can use three. Okay? All it's down to then is quality of what you have on the bench. Okay? If you give Watford five and you give Liverpool five, there's no advantage. There's no advantage whatsoever. Apart from what quality you have on the bench. And that you can't you can't walk against somebody because they have quality. The big thing for me in all this is that when it comes around to this this time of the season, in particular for me, 
you're going to get the clubs down the bottom fighting off relegation or trying to just keep away from the relegation zone. And you'll hear a lot of, oh, we don't have the players. We have players injured. They've been overworked all season. And you're going, well, if you had five subs, you wouldn't have to. You know, and it also gives a chance for me to help the younger players at the squad in, in the in the club. So you might if you like Liverpool have a squad of twenty four, picking nineteen is no issue. Or picking twenty for a match day squad is never usually an issue. Unless there's some injuries. But it gives you a chance where you say I need to rest A, B and C to bring three guys onto the bench. Three guys that might be in the academy and you turn around and you say they mightn't play. You know, they're number seven, eight, and nine on the bench. I'm only going to use five off the bench if I need to. But if we're winning the game three or four nil, you bring them on. You bring them on and you give them games. So it progresses players from academies and stuff like that. The idea that smaller clubs are against it because it's an advantage to bigger sides to me is just ridiculous. Because if you have two games, if you play Sunday, Wednesday, okay, and you have three subs, Liverpool can use... 11 players on Sunday, change five of them and not really drop in quality and go out and play it again on the Wednesday and still beat you. And you're going to depend on these same 11 for two games because you don't have the option of an extra two subs on the bench. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Like Now, that's what they're reporting. Jurgen Klopp has been a huge caller for this. And as, all, as always, when Klopp comes out with something like this and he says it, he's ridiculed and he's told, oh, look, he's looking for excuses and he's giving out. He's not. He's making perfectly... Good sense. It looks like I think Dean Smith is going to back him. Tuchel, Lampard, I think is 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 on board. Um, there was five names I think that are really behind this. I know Dean Smith, Tuchel, Klopp, Lampard, and there may be in one other. Um, I'm not. I might be in Ranjik. I'm not too sure. But there was a lot more people thrown their weight behind this, and it makes absolutely it makes absolute sense. Um, in my opinion, just common sense and then it makes huge sense going into next season because it's going to be fucking car crash stuff next season um tor says come on gav you know it's really bad because norwich and Burnley will don't will only get one sub right ridiculous to be a uh, strong an argument about bigger uh bigger club norwich seems to be backing it in fairness tor um but i can't understand why anyone would be against having more players on the bench and more options how many times have you seen a Smaller club make three subs because of injury or they're trying to hold on to a game and then you're like, they need something else. They need another attacker on the pitch. They, you know, they need another defender and they can't do it. It's, 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 I just, I just, I just can't, I just really can't get it. Um, let me see. Let me see if I got any more. Uh, Megan McCallion says, afternoon all Saturday can't come quick enough. Um, Ash McCall says, don't let that be an excuse for later, Gav. Oh, me sickness. No, it won't be an excuse for later. We'll be talking about later in, in a bit. Uh, give, give the thumbs up a touch, good people. It helps push the channel up the ranks. Listen, we can't make you hit the like button and we can't make you hit the subscribe button, the share button. We can't make you comment. But if you want to and you feel like we deserve it or, you know, we're all right and fair enough, you know, you think we do a good job, go and do it. If you don't, Listen, we can't make it there. We're all good. Klopp's always proved correct two seasons later with his observations, says the reclaimer. Um, somebody didn't agree with me there. Barry Manley, I'm going to get to him now. Um, Gav, can we have a quick chat about Everton? I don't get why people say they're not going down. The fixtures are horrendous. The games in hand mean nothing when they're uh, that close to the drop. I'll have a little chat in a little bit about them because more came out about them yesterday. But we have kind of covered them. We covered them Monday night um, on the winners and losers. They ended up 
everyone's pick for possible losers of the season. Sorry, Gav, do not agree with you here. The quality of the bench is dictated by money, so Richard's club will certainly benefit. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is, Barry, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. But what I'm saying is, you have to take it in your, you have to be a little bit blinkered in the way you look at this. And what I'm saying is, why would clubs feel? Forget what other clubs are doing, because if you felt that the top four were dictated by money, and you know, um, richer clubs will get there, and that's usually how it works out. That's how football's going. Why would just you nearly turn and go? Why are we playing this league? There's no point, right? If I'm Burnley, Watford, Everton, Norwich. Brentford, Leeds, Newcastle, whoever they are. And even going further up the table, people looking for top six, top four. I'd look, I'd rather go out on a Sunday or a Saturday or a Wednesday or a Tuesday, whatever night it is, and say to myself, I'm going to pick this 11. And I'm going to pick seven subs. And I'm going to have to bring three on, but I might hesitate on him because of this, this might happen or that might happen. I'd much rather have five options. The more options the better. And it doesn't matter who you're playing because it makes no difference. It makes no, it's what you can put on the pitch to affect it. You know, they're going to, if a better team is putting three players on the pitch that are better quality than yours, it's going to happen regardless. Give yourself more options, the better. Okay. I think it's, I think it's, it's, um, I think it's a great idea for, not only for the options that teams will have, the opportunity it gives for players to rest and come through the ranks and I, I'm all for it. I really am. Ali says Pep is behind this. Jamie says thank God the international football is over for the time being. Yeah, we've seen. Look on the international stuff. Salah and Mane are again last night. Mane's Senegal went through. Mane scores the winning penalty. I felt sorry for Egypt having to play and play. Well, it was like they were in Club M for fuck's sake with the amount of lasers and shit pointed in their faces, and I thought it was horrendous. But um, in fairness, Senegal missed some penalties as well. Um, and Senegal go through, Egypt don't. Luis Diaz didn't make the World Cup either. His Colombian team won, but I think I think Peru won to I think it was Peru that got the last uh playoff spot from from South America. So um did you see the reports that refs are training with teams next season, says Ash McCall? I have. Um I don't know what difference it makes. They know them all. It's meant to be something where they train and they get to know and relations and stuff like that. You know them all first name. You know, and what's going to happen then is you're going to, unless they're all going around to one club at a time, you're going to get, oh, I see the fella in Manchester's training with City and United, you know, one of those. And, um, but listen, it doesn't make a difference. They have everything in place with VAR, technology-wise, to do a job, and they're simply not doing it. There is calls now for dedicated VAR um, people that just do VAR. It's, it's not going to make a difference. If the if if three referees or four or five referees retire at the end of the season and become dedicated um, VAR officers or whatever they're going to call them, if they know the fella on the pitch and his mates, and you remove that one bit of information from people watching within the ground or on TV, and you're still asking questions as to who made the decision, it's not going to work. And sending them around to train and and be friendly with players is simply 
it, it's it's just not. This is becoming the Hey Everton podcast, in my opinion. The league needs these derbies for Sir Veranda Cheese, edgy as ever. And um, we're not allowed to speak about Everton anymore now because Veranda Cheese says so. Um, but Veranda Cheese probably didn't see the news about Everton yesterday, so we we'll inform him um, as we go on here. Let me see, what's the use in having 25 players if only 14 can play? Should, should they all be fist as a reclaimer? Well, that's a squad, you know. Even even if you went to five subs, I think you're allowed um, nine on the bench. It's still 20 players. You're still leaving four or five out every week. So it's it's one of those, isn't it? Um, but it's for me, going back to it, it's just the idea of being able to rotate um, squads and sides regardless of how good or bad or indifferent you are it's giving your players the best chance week on week to be playing in the games you want them to play in um, surely Mane and Salah get a rest on Saturday I reckon they're both back in Liverpool today I would I would reckon um, I can see them both playing on Saturday if that's the case is Jota getting a rest on Saturday is Luis Diaz getting a rest on Saturday I don't know Um Need an ex-player in with VAR gives a better understanding of real-time movements, says Darren. I agree with you. But, Darren, listen, you could get 20 clones of Per Luigi Colina and put them in the VAR box. But if we're still asking questions as to who made the decision at the end of games and nobody's really taking responsibility, um, and that's what's happening, by the way, it makes no difference. It's a, It's about information. It's about information and transparency and it's still not there. Because... You can forgive people if they make decisions wrong or make a wrong decision once you know that that person made the wrong decision. But if you're sitting there wondering, did the ref go to the screen and he made it? The ref's in, in the air. Who's who's saying what? Who's doing, who's doing what? Who's making the decision? You're walking away and you don't know who made the decision. And that's, for me, is the problem. Angel1968 says, I don't want everyone to be relegated. Having two teams in the Premier League is good for Liverpool econom- economically. And I enjoy the derby. Look, there's loads of Liverpool fans want Everton to go down. There's loads of um, Everton fans, or Liverpool fans want Everton to stay up. I'll ask you this question, though. If the 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 roles were reversed, how many Everton fans would want Liverpool to stay up? And be honest, not many. Gav, you know it's all a hoax. Everton finances are fine. They can't be in the red. It's not allowed. Yes, they don't like anything red. Matrix would have been the shortest film ever if they ever offered the choice of pill. Ecuador was the who's took the last boss of Tarek. Yeah, I had Peru in my head. I'm sorry about that. Um, Everton have posted accounts that shows that 92% of their turnover is going on wages, which is a horrendous number. Horrendous. Um, you've possibly seen clubs go to the wall and be have sanctions against them, and um, doesn't seem to be happening with Everton. I think the, might, the one thing that might be saving them is that they're not in Europe. If they're in Europe and posting that, they'd be brave, breaching FFP and they'd be eating alive. I don't know what way what's going on with the Premier League. They may have to look at it come the end of the season. Um, if they stay up, they I think it will definitely be looked at. Everton have issues now with who owns them and who invests in them and who they're um, associated with. That's going to be another issue for Everton. And yeah, as someone said earlier, I think their fixtures are horrendous, although I still point to those two Leicester fixtures where I think something may happen. It's, when I say it's none of our business, it's not really, but it's in the news. It's it's a big enough story at the moment and they just seem a complete mess from top to bottom. Um, some of what they're making, some of it possibly not. But 
they're in serious, serious trouble. If we were in Everton's position, their fans would be having the same conversation and wanting the same outcome. Whoever comes back the fittest will be in line to start with Kevin Sullivan. They all seem to come off unscathed with regards to the international football. So I think we'd be okay to choose. And have any more of our players to play tonight? I don't think so. But looks at Jota, um, Luis Diaz, Salah, Mane, they've all played and they they should be all back in Liverpool. If not today, definitely, or not right now, they should be back by this evening or early tomorrow. Um, did you see the lasers of Mo's faces reclaimer? Yes, I did. It was madness. Um, there's one picture of him there and he literally looks like a Martian. There's that amount of green on him. Um, but it was going on all throughout the game. The whole game it was going on. And you could see the you actually see the people in holding the things in the in the crowd, holding the laser. So it was um it was a bit mad. Gary McDonald with regards to VR, a similar a system similar to rugby would be perfect. All communication ahead by everyone and decisions explained clearly. Yeah, rugby union, yeah. It's the way to go. And the only argument you get about that is oh, would you hear expletives on the um would you hear expletives on the broadcast? Which is Bullshit. Watch rugby. The referee just tells them all to go away. And if they don't go away, they'll be booked or sent off. Do the same thing. Because that's the only way you're going to pick it up. Send both teams away. One over, one to their end, one to their box, one to their box. I'll stand in the middle of the pitch and I'll make the decision or wherever I need to. A safe distance for many players. So does the, that argument just doesn't make sense at all. Uh, Darren says, a good question here. What do you make of Maguire getting built? Same thing happened Gomez years ago and such a different reaction. So, first of all, England fans shouldn't be being Harry Maguire, right? That's my opinion. If you support England, you support the players that are playing for them. This Go back go back to the late 80s, early 90s, John Barnes took horrific abuse off England fans. And then they all wondered why John Barnes didn't turn up and play for England like he, or, and play for England like he did play for Liverpool. He was getting an Awful, awful time of England fans, right? And it, it's not nice. It's not right, in my opinion. If you support the team, support the players. You might like a player, but you support the team. There's no need to boo him. He's not, it's going to do you no benefit to boo a player onto a pitch or boo a player off him, for that matter. He shouldn't be booed, right? Players have come out and they have supported him, both on social media and whatever, they, whatever channels he wanted to go through. I've no issue with that. They're his teammates. That's what they're going to do. The Joe Gomez thing is interesting though because Joe M- Gomez after an altercation with a with a teammate, an international teammate, ended up with a scar under his eye or the side of his face if you remember. The teammate was sent home from that camp. Joe Gomez went on to play I think and was built with the English fans. So you're dealing probably with a minority of people that are just have no common sense. They have no they live in a different world to the rest of them. Having said that, the hypocrisy in all this is unbelievable for me because you will, Harry Maguire is not a good player. If Harry Maguire was signed for 50% of the value that he was paid for, that United paid for him, he wouldn't be a United player by now. He'd be gone. It's just a saving face exercise for me that they can't take, you know, literally 75% of his price and get rid of him. That's the way I feel about it. He's not a good player. The hypocrisy in all this for me is that you are getting people that will make a living out of abusing Harry Maguire and pointing out all his faults at the weekend. 
through various media sources crying now because Harry Maguire is being built you know it, it makes it makes no sense to me it makes no sense to me and don't get me wrong you can assess Harry Maguire at the weekend I could assess Harry Maguire at the weekend and I could say he's been appalling and I, and I can come on here and tell you he shouldn't be built but you're genuinely you have people out there that are literally making a living out of going after Harry Maguire every turn, and then trying to defend them during the week, it's a it's a bit it's a bit mad, you know. There's uh, me, Keith, Shawnee, Phil, anyone that's on this podcast can come on and assess Harry Maguire, and also tell you that it's the, the building is wrong. But don't spend your whole week lashing Mary, Harry Maguire out of it, and then saying, "Oh, look before Harry Maguire." You know, sort of. It's a bit. It's a bit mad for me. Um, I don't agree with it on any player and um, build them on or off the pitch. Have your say on them, but don't build them on or off the pitch. You know, the sort of way. It's it's a bit mad. Um, John Barnes was built for different reasons than Harry Maguire is getting built for. Says so Fernando Chase. Yeah, he was. He was banned for di- or he was built for different reasons, but this, it still stands. John Barnes was built on and off pitches playing for England. Harry Maguire has been built. Um, at England and you know should so much be made of it probably probably not you could argue right away it's a difficult one it depends what angle you want to come from but for me by all means assess Harry Maguire and I don't think he's a good player Um, I think he's played quite well for England but I find it like I put it this way if Mo Salah goes through eight, and Mo Salah has gone through periods at Liverpool where he's gone eight, nine games route a goal, he's never been once being built on or built off a pitch. But I can tell you, he would, he people would talk about his performance and say it was poor, didn't do enough, missed chances, and you can say all that. But he's never been built on or off a pitch, and I'm not just saying that because he's a Liverpool player. You know, Marcus Rashford isn't having a good time at United. Um, I don't think United fans are building him on or off a pitch. You know, the sort of way. So it, it's a bit of a mad one. And then everyone jumps on it. Everyone jumps on it. Um, and and loads is made out of it. Something should be made of it, but it goes beyond where people start climbing on high horses over it. And it gets a bit, it gets a bit weird for me. Built for the colour of his skin was Barnes. That's not hide away from me. Correct. He was. But again, he, the, the thing I'm trying to make out or, or tell you is, Regardless of whether you think, because regardless of whether it's racism, or you just don't like a player, or you just decide that you're going to do it for the laugh with your mates, it's wrong. If you are to, to boo a player, you're there to support on or off a pitch. That's just the way it is. God, you see, uh, bottles were thrown at Salah as he left the stadium last night. Yeah, it looked a bit rough when he was coming off. I um, I only seen a couple of still shots on it, so. I, I didn't see any footage. I just seen some still shots of him being taken off. A couple of people around him and stuff like that. So, um, but look, players are used to that. You know, it can happen. It happen anywhere, didn't it? Shouldn't happen at Old Trafford. To let go Madrid, and uh, they're used to that. You know, it's not is a right now, but but they are used to it. In fairness to them, um, strap yourselves in for the next month, says Ash McCall. Great, I'm decided. Um, I'm delighted they said that because. 
the international football is, as someone said, thank God it's over earlier, I think it might have been Jamie. Um, it's going to be an unbelievable month of football. It really is. I, I genuinely can't wait for it to get going again. The international break, we do we do quizzes and we do drafts. We have another quiz coming later, which I'll tell you about. And we have a nice time. It gives us a chance to have a little break. And me not being well actually fell at the right time because I genuinely wasn't well. Um, but so there was less shows over the international break when we usually just pile through it with loads of stuff. But it's nearly over now. Like when it gets to Wednesday and the games come on Saturday, you can start to feel it again. And I just, I'm so excited over it. You know, Wofford in the league, um, Benfica, Man City, you know, um, Man City in the FA Cup. We've got Benfica, a second leg. We'll have United. We'll have, we've loads of brilliant, brilliant games coming up. And um, I just think it's, it's just so exciting. I don't know how excited you are. I presume you're all very, very excited. Watford, of course, is the first game, half 12 on Saturday. We've spoken about a couple of players there that are coming back from international duty. Some happy, some not so many. So happy, like Jota and uh, Mane have made the World Cup. Salah and Luis Diaz haven't. But these are professional footballers that, although they'll be disappointed last night and today and maybe tomorrow, they'll be fully focused on Liverpool come the weekend. And, and they know they're on they could be onto something really, really special. For the fans themselves, it feels probably like a month since Liverpool played. And we haven't got any reports back of any players suffering with injury or COVID. Um, Cortes said Spurs in April too. Yeah, there's just so many games, it's, it's hard to keep track of them. I should have them in front of me, but I don't. But so far, it's a clean bill of health for everybody coming back. And a squad ready to absolutely go for this. And <coughs> I understand people's nervousness. Because why wouldn't you be? Um, nerves are allowed. When you're in a position where you're literally playing one league game and your next one is going to be against your main title rival, who you more than likely will be going into that game one point behind. I expect both teams to win at the weekend. So exciting in that. You throw in the FA Cup semi-final against those, that same team in Man City where you can get to another final and face Chelsea or Palace. It's really exciting. Benfica away, I know a couple of people going to it and they're absolutely buzzing for it. Two legs against them and the possibility of Villarreal or Bayern Munich in the semi-final. And you look across the other side of the draw and you've Man City, Chelsea and the two Madrid sides. Again, so exciting. And I've said it before, nerves are allowed. Excitement is a must. And just enjoy it. Just absolutely enjoy it. Um, I hope, I think, it will go our way. Um, I'm very, very confident, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that. It could go the complete opposite, but enjoy it anyway, because this is what we're in for. This is absolutely what we're in for. And, you know, if it comes this time next year, and we've gone out of the League Cup in September, and we're 10 points off the league, and we're out of the FA Cup, and we've a horrible draw in the Champions League, even if, if we could be, might not be still in it, you look back at this season and go, oh, I didn't enjoy that enough. Even if it didn't turn out as we might have liked, I didn't enjoy it enough. So go and enjoy it. Gav, would you take us beating City in the league if it meant we got barred by them in the FA Cup? No. I don't take one for the other. Simple as that. I don't take one for the other. No way. Why Why would we go and beat them in the league and then let them batter us in the cup? No, no, no. I'm not having that. I will not take any substitution of results for each other. Everyone on its merit. And if we can go and win it, the had. And in the league, we can most certainly go to Wembley and beat them as well. So um, 
No, I'm not. I'm not taking that. Sorry. Gary McDonald on Saturday wants Allison Robbo, VVD, Matab Gomez, Hendo, Thiago, Fabinho, Elliot Diaz, Jota. He wants to give um, the Mane and Salah some time off there. Watford, Benfica, City, Benfica, City, United, Everton, and Newcastle in April. Yes, can't we? Any news on Trent? I can't see Trent not being fit for City. You know, I did say the squad was more or less fit. He won't play on Saturday, um, which is absolutely fine. Um, but there's no, I don't, I don't see any reason why he's not back for City. Like, they announced he's not in the England squad, and I think it might have been two days later he's like come back king, and you know what I mean? Um, I, I expect him to be absolutely fine. We're just taking absolute precaution on that. MC says Paul Joyce said he should be back for the City game, so there you go. Um, we have no nails left we'll be chewing knuckles come the mid-April yeah and I'll, I'll take that no problem Reclaim I want you to smash the like button 57 likes 130 people watching so if you get them to 100 Reclaim is usually happy but as I said it's absolutely your choice um, where was Henderson's essay when the same crowd billed Joe Gomez at Wembley so this has come up okay um, Jordan Henderson during that was probably one of the main mediators and that's no that's absolutely no you know and I don't know why I don't know why Jordan Henderson is being dragged into this Jordan Henderson makes a statement with regards to the England fans booing Harry Maguire okay no problem I don't know why we're dragging up stuff that went on with Joe Gomez although I will say what happened to Joe Gomez was wrong, okay? But if you think that Jordan Henderson didn't have a say in that towards Joe Gomez or the other party or the English, um, or the England manager or the staff or whoever else, no, I'm not having that. Joe Gomez would have went in there and stood up for his teammate, his club teammate, and also the right way to do things in England without a shadow of a doubt. But are we to say now that Joe, if, if we're going the opposite way now, are we saying that Henderson, if he doesn't put out a statement the next time, we're going to have a go him over that? I'm not, I'm not into that. I'm just into that. Not into it. Tor says, um, 100% Gav, no compromise. I'm just not taking a compromise. Just give me the two results wherever way they come. That's the way we do it. Um, the only game City will sell out their stadium for will be LFC, says Paul. Are they gone on general sale? I heard they gone on general sale for Atletico Madrid, which is mental. Um, Portugal has been hit by mini earthquakes. Here's fucking Attenborough now. Portugal has been hit by mini earthquakes the last two weeks, only hitting 3.3 in the rate their scale. Um, could the game be called off if it gets worse? Don't know. Don't know. Has it been near Lisbon? Where the um, earthquakes have been registered? You'll have to let me know. But noise from Veranda Chase. Uh, Hendo stopped Gomez. Hendo stopped Gomez and Sterling um, when that happened. Says Ali A. Um, I honestly don't get the big deal with Maguire. He's actually decent for England. I think he's been all right for England, yeah. All national team managers pick players who do well in tournaments, not on form, i.e. Griezmann, Pogba and Werner. Um, Ian Barron says, hi guys, it's the Mad Darlow fan back. Um, I hope you're well. It's snowing in, Darling, in Darlington at the moment. Fucking hell. It was gorgeous here for the last week. Bit cloudy today. Meant to get a bit of rain. And... Um, yeah, the, weather, the weather's meant to get a bit worse as the days go on here, but snow, fuck's sake. I'm not having that. Um, 
the weekend, I think he goes as strong as he can. I genuinely do. I think he goes as strong as he can. And I think... I ha- when when you see when you see what he does before the international break with the FA Cup away at Forest and he plays a fairly strong side and the league games leading up to it strong 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 he was lining up to see how many eggs he had in his basket and he knows now he has three and he's a great chance in all of them and I think you're going to see Liverpool absolutely go for this. Absolutely go for it. If he can get Mo Salah on the pitch on Saturday, he gets him on the pitch, in my opinion. I could be completely wrong, and you could see a mental 11. But the way I look at it is now, he, he, he the amount of chances he's going to take in lineups is going to reduce. Yes, you can rotate, and yes, you can rest maybe in-game where you give a guy 55, 60 instead of playing the full 90. Um, but I think he's going to go really, really strong. We're going to have a show... Um, tomorrow night previewing this game in detail we're going the lads are probably touching it again on Friday night in Sports Unplugged but of course Sports Unplugged has other sports that they want to talk about as well so we might do one we will do one tomorrow night previewing this game and where we stand and who could play and who won't so um, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see but I think he goes I think he goes strong um, let me see let me see is Klopp's press conference tomorrow Saturday at half 12. I think he does a Friday. I think he does a Friday. Um, maybe he does a Thursday, does he? Usually the day before. <coughs> so, um, yeah, I think I think Friday he will do it. Uh, and of course, Salah will be banging down Klopp's door on Saturday. Hattrick incoming. Yeah, I think Salah will be. And I think Mane will as well. You know, this. I know it's a World Cup playoff qualifier. One goes, one ends up not going. But it's still an international break as normal. And there's more probably chance of Luis Diaz not playing than the other two. He's, he's forwarded to travel back. He played later, I think. Um, so there's more chance of him probably being rested. Bobby Firmino, was, was he away with Brazil? I'm not too sure. So, you know, he'd be fresh. Um, Jota didn't have too far to travel, played last night. So I think there's I think there's loads of options there. And I think I just feel that Klopp is going to just say to the listen, listen lads, it's 15 games. It's 15 games. We'll get you where you only play two thirds of a game where possible. Um, we might even give you, drop you to the bench at times one, maybe two out of the way. But overall, I think he's going to be, um, he's going to go really strong and I'm all for it because they're fully fit. They're ready to go. It, this is where your preseason really kicks in. The last 15, the last 15, you know, with league games, the FA Cup, the Champions League, 15 games, I think it is. Um, it will be, yeah, across three competitions. Let's go for it. Let's absolutely go for it. Let's not throw somebody in just because Arb will throw him in. It's only X or it's only Y. None of those games apply anymore. It's not only X or Y. It's the next three points. It's the next game in Europe. It's the next leg. It's the next final. It's the next semi-final. Let's go and do it that way. 34 minutes of your time I've taken. Um, before I go, Failacon is our charity. Um, we're doing our best with Failacon. It's a brilliant, brilliant charity. We're pushing it on every show. We're going to push it a bit more on social media now as we go. We're begging you at this stage to donate if you can. And if you can't, share it wherever you possibly can. Keep an eye on our 
um, social media, if you see anything with regards to Failicon, share it, retweet it, put it on your story on Instagram, wherever it is. Um, you know, it's a brilliant charity. It's ten thousand euro, which is not a huge amount of money in the in the bigger picture, or the or the you know, but it's huge to them. I understand there's a war going on. People are donating food and and supplies and money and all to that, and I have no issue with that. But if you can if you can help us in any way with Failicon, we'd be absolutely delighted. We have three or four holes left to sponsor at 100 euro each. So if any individual or company wants to come along and sponsor a hole for like that, you absolutely can. Um, again, on that score, if you can't pay the 100, but you know someone that might, likes football, likes Liverpool, likes helping a charity like this, who are absolutely brilliant, whether that's an individual or a company, as I said, throw it out there to them as well. Because trust me, if we can get, I'm not stopping until we get to this 10,000. And, the chance of doing it by June at this stage is probably getting slimmer and slimmer by the day, but I won't stop. If it takes me to Christmas, I won't stop. So please help us out wherever you can. It's Autism Awareness Week as well, Suzanne Dicko. So yeah, check that out. Check out our help out in whatever way you can there as well. But we're Failicon. They're a brilliant charity. It's 10 grand. It will make a massive difference to them for years, years, if we can help out. So check that out. Tonight, 10 p.m., Keith is hosting the Premier League quiz. He asked me one question. Is there anything on anything I need to run by it? I went, no, do whatever you like. So it's Keith Housen. It's myself and Davo, along with Peter Jones and Ash McCall, who are both viewers of this channel. They're going to be assigned to um, a team. I think Ash might be with me and Peter might be with Davo. Premier League was 10 o'clock. Bring a drink, have a laugh. And we'll... F- say goodbye officially to this international break and we get stuck in to Liverpool going and winning the quadruple from there on in like on your way out subscribe if you want share leave comments after this if you want whether they're good bad or indifference we're big big boys we can take it if they're not good comments <laughs> that's been the couple day thanks a million for joining us over and out Podcast Network.